Joseph, part one. Hello and welcome to the Ignite Youth Podcast here at Wayne Fleet BIC Church. I love it. I love it that they get to be a part of this. No, and they get to I can see cut it. it out no, we're if not you cutting that out. Say that. We're I definitely not cut cutting that out. We need to keep that in. It's the authenticity, Julie. Okay, authenticity. Um, but so okay, multiple times when we have started podcasts, the sound does not always come through properly. Like the music that you guys are hearing right now does not. Oh, something sometimes doesn't work. The app doesn't always work. But you now get to see how that happens. And I'm so excited because it has caused so many laughs and so many like <laughs> frustrating moments for us. Um, but I'm just really glad that you guys got to be a part of that. Welcome. Yeah, welcome. Welcome to the Ignite Youth Podcast. We are we are back. Yes. Glad to be back. Yeah. Starting something new today. Yes. Yes. We're starting our new series um, in Joseph. Um, yeah. So we're just going through the life of Joseph. We're doing kind of like a character study. Cool. Uh, we're doing a few series like just over the next probably like six weeks. We're going to be doing that. Um, so I'm really excited to kind of see where we go and everything that we kind of do. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So if we're just going to jump right in, um, when we first meet Joseph, mm-hmm. now I want to be, I want to be completely honest. We're not necessarily focusing on the coat. We're not like that's usually when we talk with Joseph, yeah. everyone focuses on that. I find the technical dream coat. Yeah, yeah. We're not going to this week. Okay. So we're not going to do that. Um, maybe next week we will, but we're not this week. It's just who really is this guy, Joseph? Yeah. Um, you know, what kind of happened to him? What kind of led up to um, the one that we meet in Egypt? Um, and so if we're, if we open up our, if we open up the Bible, Genesis 37, mm-hmm. verse one, we read of Jacob's family line and we get <laughs> to Joseph. Joseph was a 17 year old. It actually says he was 17 years old. I and didn't so realize that. It's, it's really, he's super young. Yeah. And for a lot of our youth, um, Joseph is someone relatable. Yeah. He is 17 years old. He has grown up in a religious home, a big family home. Mm-hmm. Let's let's be honest. We're in Waynefleet. We're in Dutch country. Oh, yeah. And Joseph had a lot of brothers. He had a lot of brothers. Did he have any sisters that they talk about? Um, I mean, we're going to read through scripture anyways. But we will okay. see. Um, off the top of my head, I cannot remember. Um, okay. But I didn't think he did, but. Uh, I mean, you know. But he also comes from a hardworking home as well. Yes. This was a very hardworking, Joseph was a shepherd. And a lot of people, while it is really, people sometimes I think have this view of shepherds of being lazy or being not very strong. It actually was a lot of work. Well, they see, they're, I don't know if they're talked about as being lazy, are they? I thought they were more like outcasts, like dirty and like, yeah, like, um, but I think that comes with the demeanor of that. Okay. Um, and so Joseph, you know, was he, uh, when we first met him, he was tending to the flock. Yep. But it's just who his character is. He's a 17-year-old. He's a young guy who gets these incredible, incredible visions from God. Mm-hmm. And he shares them with his family. And we're going to read through that. So this is Genesis 37. And it says, Joseph, a young man of 17, was tending the flocks with his brothers. Um the sons of Billa and the sons of uh, Zilpha, his father's wives, and he brought their father a bad report about them. Now, Israel loved Joseph so much. Mm-hmm. Now, let's just for context purposes, Israel is Joseph's dad because we had the name switch that happened during the time. Um, um, remember the guy who wrestled God? Yeah. Yes. His yes. name switched, and now it is Israel. Yes, um, and he had a I'm blanking. Hip I'm and... blanking on so many things today. If you don't know me, I have ADHD, so it's just a mess up here. Um, but 
But so this is what so he gives him a bad report. Um and so he'd been born to him in old age. So Joseph was the youngest. Mm-hmm. He's born in old age. Um the baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, Joseph was also the favorite. Yes. He he was he was the favorite. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying the youngest born are the favorites. I was the youngest born. But um, I'm the oldest of three, but no, I would say we were probably treated fairly. But anyway, my brother's like significantly younger than me. So he, you know. Mm, okay. Yep. Yep. He's my baby yep. brother. Mm-hmm. So Joseph, um, he, has, he has these dreams, these visions from God. Um, and he told his brothers about it. But it ended up resulting is they hated him even more. So they already didn't like him because they, they, he was his father's, their father's yeah. favorite. That bothered them. It was something mm-hmm. that just did not sit right with them. And then his bro- he tells his brothers, he said, listen to this dream I had. We were binding sheaves of grain out in the field when suddenly a sheaf rose and stood upright. Well, your sheaves gathered around mine and bowed down to it. His brother said, his brother said to him, do you intend to reign over us? Will you actually rule us? And they hated him more because of his dream. Then he had another dream. Mm-hmm. And he told his brothers, listen, he said, I had another dream. And this time the sun and the moon and 11 stars were bowing down to me. When he told his father as well as his brothers, his father rebuked him and said, what is this dream you had? Will your mother and I and your brothers actually come to bow down to the ground before you? His brothers were jealous of him. But his father kept the matter in mind. So let's be completely honest when if you were to look back at your life when you were 17 mm-hmm. years old would you say maybe a little bit naive yeah, maybe a little bit sure. like sometimes we speak before we think um and so joseph i think is a prime example of that yeah uh, speaking before thinking sometimes and yeah. being naive and being immature and we see this result um especially with his brothers who are older who are do you think that his um, when he told his brothers the dream, was it like na 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 na, or do you think it was like, um, you're not gonna believe this? Like, was he I just like so. fascinated by I think it, so. or was he being like? <laughs> I think he's more fascinated by it. Yeah, I don't think we hear the connotation. It's so hard sometimes him. to read scripture, and you're like, what tone of voice is this? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, absolutely. It's it's a hard thing because that's that's where interpretation yeah. comes into it. But I think. I think we can see that Joseph, and especially his character throughout Scripture, is not one of "haha, I'm higher and superior," mm-hmm. but rather one of "can you believe this happened?" or "look at this," or, or and, yeah. and yeah. so the thing is, I don't think that really matters <clears throat> because his brothers are still—they treat him very unfairly. They, oh, yeah. they get so angry with him. They end up actually trying to murder him yeah. to begin with. Um, and so they want to end up murdering him, and we're going to continue reading. Well, on. I think they were split on that decision. They were. Right? They yeah. were. Now. So this is Genesis 37, 12, um, and it says, um, Now his brothers had gone to gaze their father's flocks near Shechem. And Israel said to Joseph, As you know, your brothers are gazing their, the flocks near Shechem. Come, I am going to send you to them. Very well, he replied. So he said to him, Go and see if all is well with your brothers and, and with the flocks, and bring you know word back to me. Then he sent him off um, from the valley of he, um, Hebron. Um, when Joseph arrived in Shechem, um, a man found him wandering around the fields and asked him, what are you looking for? He replied, I'm looking for my brothers. Can you tell me where they're gazing their flocks? They've moved on from here, the man answered. I heard them say, let's go to Dothan. So Joseph went after his brothers and found them near Dothan, 
but they saw him in the distance and before he reached them they plotted to kill him Mm -hmm. here comes that dreamer they said to each other come now let's kill him and throw him into one of these cisterns and say that a ferocious animal devoured him then we'll see what comes of his dreams when reuben heard this he tried to rescue him from their hands let's not take his life he said don't shed any blood Throw him into the cistern here in the wilderness, but don't lay a hand on him. Reuben said this to rescue him from them and take him back to his father. So when Joseph came to his brothers, they stripped him of, of his robe, the ornate robe mm-hmm. um, he was wearing. They took him and threw him into the cistern. The cistern was empty. There was no water in it. As they sat down to eat their meal, they looked up and saw a caravan of Ishmaelites coming from Gilead. Their camels were loaded with spices, balm, and mirth. And they were on their way to take them down to Egypt. Judah said to his brothers, What will we gain if we kill our brother and cover up his blood? Come, let's sell him to the Ishmaelites and not lay a hand on him. After all, he is our brother and our own flesh and blood. And his brothers agreed. And so, in a crazy amount of events, which should never take place between brothers at all, it's something that should never happen or mm-hmm. never come to, is they, they, just, they want to get rid of him. They're tired of him thinking that he is higher than them or the, how they perceive it. Mm-hmm. They're tired of him being the father's favorite. And so they want him gone. They yeah. want him just out of their lives. And, I like, of course, Reuben has the good heart to say, guys, let's not kill him. Yeah. Actually, let's try and solve this a little bit. Let's, you know, let's just leave him. Let's not put our hands on him. Which... And he was going to come back and let him free he's after, gonna come right? Back and he's going to rescue him, yeah. Absolutely. But they end up selling him into slavery. Mm-hmm. And so the thing is, for Joseph, he's 17 years old. The amount of whirlwind that he would have been going through, the amount of trauma that he would have faced is that his yeah. brothers actually did this. It's like the ultimate betrayal. It's right? the ultimate yeah. betrayal. I think um, for a lot, of our, a lot of our youth or people, mm-hmm. you and I today, we can probably count things in our lives where we have felt betrayal or we have felt things that yep. not like that stabbing in the back feeling where yeah. someone just lies to you or someone just betrays your trust. Yep. And so Joseph is feeling all of these emotions while on his way of leaving his homeland, being taken down to this foreign place that he has never been before. And he arrives there and he becomes a servant of, of someone who serves the Pharaoh, mm-hmm. um, Potar. Um, and, the, and the actual line, I think, is still really important that begins his whole journey, his whole story of Potter, um, is that God was still with him. Mm-hmm. That's something that's really important. That's something we got to focus on because we're going to dive into everything that happened of Joseph after he arrived in Egypt. But it's just that first line when we see him in Egypt, it says God is still with him. is super important because the fact is, through all the time with his brothers, mm-hmm. all the time where he was thrown in the cistern, he was sold off, the traveling down, which would have taken multiple days. Mm-hmm. All of that. At no point is he abandoned. Mm-hmm. At no point whatsoever is he abandoned. But by rather, God. Yes, he's never abandoned by God. He's never actually alone. Mm-hmm. While he may have felt it, while he may have been struck with grief and everything yeah. else in that moment, he's still not alone. God actually provides for him still in those moments. Um, and so for us in our world today, what does that actually mean? How does it actually impact us and i think the biggest reason it can impact us is that even in our hard moments even in mm-hmm. times where we are desperate and we are unsure and we are grieving and we don't know or we just been betrayed 
God is still with us. Mm -hmm. God is someone who doesn't abandon. But he and he's still good in those moments. He's still good in those moments. We may be going through really hard times. That does not Mm -hmm. mean that God is bad, but rather means He is with us. He's trying. He is. He's carrying us through those times. And so, have you ever heard the analogy that the moon is still round? No, no. So the moon is round. It's always round. Okay. It's never not round. But when you look in the sky, what do you see sometimes? Sometimes you can only see a little Mm, tiny sliver, but that's not because the moon itself isn't round. Right. That's because our perspective Mm -hmm. has changed for that period of time. Right. So what you're saying is through our lives, our perspective changes constantly. And And sometimes it it is based on our circumstances that our perspective, we're like, oh, but the moon is still round. God is still good and he's still there. We just sometimes let our circumstances get in the way of seeing that yeah that's what i'm saying yeah i think you're absolutely right i think for joseph he probably had his Mm -hmm. perspective lenses on where it was like like i'm alone there's nothing here but rather god was still with him Mm -hmm. for us in our world today whatever the perspective we may have whatever the things or events going on in our life to know that god is still active is still there is still part of our life Mm -hmm. that's something that's super important um, and so I think as we are finishing up and as uh, we are going to be um, continuing the series um, and going through the rest of Joseph's story, go- traveling through sin, traveling through temptation, working together in this in this foreign country that he mm-hmm. is now in, um, what does it all mean? What does it really, how does it impact us? Because that's, that's everything we take from scripture. How does it actually impact us? And we're going to be traveling through that, exploring what it means. Um, but yeah, this is kind of an intro to who, who Joseph is. Um, I guess to summarize, he's a teenager. He has a relationship with God. And right now he is struggling and trying to figure out what comes next. Awesome. Thank you, Wes. If you'd like to get in touch with Pastor Wes, you can reach him at Wes at WayneFleetBIC.com. If you have time, you can head over to Genesis. Yeah. What chapter is it? And Genesis read about, 37. Genesis 37 and read about Joseph. Yeah. Um, My email address is julie at waynefleetbic.com and we'll see you back next week for another episode. Have a great week. Bye.